Be well balanced, Peter said. Temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Hi, I'm Lee. Jesus is teaching us how to prepare to stand before him that day, confidently knowing that we are going to spend eternity with him. And it has to do with knowing your enemy. He's going to teach us today. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us. We acknowledge you. We thank you that you're telling us things to come and preparing us to stand before you that day. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so Peter said that, and we are going to talk about Job today a little bit. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and he was blameless and upright, and one who reverently feared God and abstained from and shunned evil because it was wrong. And there was born to him seven sons. And I'm not going to read all this, but he had lots of possessions. Verse 3. His, son used, his sons used to go and feast in the house of each on his day. In turn, they invited their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Um, one translation says often, this one said on his birthday. And when the days of their feasting were over, Job sent for them to purify and hallow them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed or disowned God in their hearts. Thus Job at all times. Thus did Job at all times. And so really what he was doing is covering their sin. So now there was a day when the sons and the angels of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, the, the adversary accuser, also came with them. This is the Amplified Classic Bible. And the Lord said to Satan, From where did you come? And then Satan answered the Lord, From going to and fro on the earth, walking upon it up and down, like Peter said, from roaming to and fro throughout the earth, trying to find someone I can devour. And the Lord said to Satan, Oh, I'm just changing a little bit because Jesus said we have to read between the lines. And it actually says, have you considered my servant Job? I see that with a question mark. Oh, so you came because you saw the sin in Job's life. Have you considered my servant Job? That he, There's none like him on the earth. He was sticking up for him. A blameless and upright man who reverently fears God. He abstains from and shuns evil because it's wrong. Then Satan answered, Does Job reverently fear God for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and a house and all that he has and on every side? Have you not conferred prosperity and happiness upon him and the work of his hands and the possessions? And his possessions have increased in land. Put forth, put forth your hand now and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said, Satan to Satan, Behold, and in the Amplified, says the adversary, the accuser, he's the accuser of the brethren. Behold, all that he has is in your power, only upon the man don't touch him. So Satan went forth in the presence of the Lord. And now here's a sin happening right in the middle of that sin. 
And there was a day when Job's sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house on his birthday. (laughs) And there came a messenger to Job and said, the oxen were plowing, the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabines swooped down upon and took them away, the animals indeed. And they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Yet while he was still speaking, and all these curses started happening. And Jesus wants me to tell you today that just like he said, go and sin no more before something else will happen. Just like it says in James, he doesn't tempt us. He's good. This happened to Job because he was in sin. Because he was sinning. And Satan pointed it out. And Satan knows the principles of God. He knows how things go. And so Job brought this on himself. Instead of disciplining his sons, he kept making sacrifices for them. So obviously he knew they were in sin. And when Satan attacked, it was right while they were sinning again, having their party. And so Jesus wants you to know that when you allow Satan in, like Peter said, be sober, be vigilant. The enemy of yours roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone he can devour. He cannot devour you if you're not in sin. He cannot touch you. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. If you don't sin. If you don't give him room, he cannot come in. You're protected by God. He is your refuge. He is your Lord. But if you sin, even though God loves you and um, he puts prosperity on you, like Job, he can't do anything. He did give Satan a limit. Don't hurt. Don't, don't kill him. And then we know there, it, it went on and on and on and on. And, um, and then it went on and on and on what everybody thought. But Job never cursed God. And then in the end, God spoke up. We have to understand that God is good. We can't just read this account of Job and think that's how it is. God's going to come and he's going to test me. God does test us, but not, not with evil, not in evil things. He tests us like he tests Abraham. Am I your God? Do you love your son more than me? And he never allowed for Isaiah, for Abraham, to sacrifice his son. He said, stop. He tested Abraham. He tests us, our love for him. But he doesn't do evil to us. That's the enemy. That's his role. And we can't get that messed up. Because then we're going to be thinking all the bad things that are happening to us are God's will. And it's not. Job's sons were sinning. And right in the middle of when they were sinning came Satan. And we have to, as I said, we have to read between the lines. We have to put the whole word of God together. 
We can't just take one story and accuse God. And we just read, he's the accuser of the brethren. Satan is. He's the accuser. God's not accusing you. Jesus didn't come to condemn you. He came to set you free. He came to give you life to the full until it overflows. He didn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. He didn't come to steal from you and, and kill your your um, livestock, your family, or whatever. He came to do good. He came for the lost. He's our salvation. He said, if you know the truth, it's going to set you free. A lot of people are carrying this burden because they think it's God. I'm going to read to you what James says. Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted from God. For God is incapable of being tempted by what is evil, and he himself tempts no one. But every person is tempted when he's drawn away, enticed, and baited by his own evil desires. It was their own evil desires. God didn't tempt them. He didn't set that up. Do not be misled. Every good and perfect, free, large, full gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light, and the shining of whom there can be no variation, rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning as in an eclipse. He doesn't change. It was of his own free will that he gave us birth as his sons so that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, a sample of what he created to be consecrated to himself. And so he's not causing you, he, he's not playing a video game and blessing some and not others, causing you to sin so Satan can come. He said, don't be misled. I'm not tempting you. I came to give you life. I only have good for you, and I don't change. And so understand. Have, next thing he says, have ears to hear. He said, get rid of uncleanness. Be doers of the word. Obey the messenger. The message. If anyone listens to the word without obeying it, he's not a doer of it. He's like a man who looks carefully at his own face in the mirror and forgets what he looks like. And so we have to sit at Jesus' feet, study, study him and find out the truth. Don't just believe anything you hear. And when you sin, God said this to me, there was nothing I could do. You were in sin. I couldn't protect you. Satan knows that he can come into an open door of sin. When we sin, we allow him in our lives. When we sin, we give him control. That's why he said to Eve, it's okay if you eat that apple, and then she did. She disobeyed God. And so when we disobey God, he still loves us. He's still working on our behalf. But when Satan shows up, he can't tell him no. Because what he said 
is what he said, and he doesn't change what he said. You can choose gods. You have free will. You can choose the enemy by compromising the word and allowing him to control you, or you can choose God. You can choose life. He said, I lay before you life and death. Choose life. Jesus didn't come to condemn us, but to save us, to free us, to give us revelation knowledge. The word says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. They're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. You're putting up with things because of a lack of knowledge. Jesus gave you power and authority over the enemy. He said, nothing can hurt you. You're his boss. I'm giving you authority over him. Yet many live with the enemy dictating to them because they think that it's okay. It's okay. This is what God planned for me. This is my walk to walk. This is what I am to bear when actually you have sin in your life. And if you sit at Jesus' feet, he'll tell you the sin. And when you get rid of that sin, then you stop the enemy from doing anything to you. You got to get rid of the sin. Jesus said, I correct those I love. And so if he shows you you have a God before God, that's correction. That's conviction. If you love, for example, food more than God, he tells you that. He's going to tell you that. And if you don't do anything about it, you're giving the enemy access into your life. And he's going to still kill and destroy from you. He's going to make you miserable. He's going to kill you with the food, if that's what it is, one way or another. It'll be a slow death. And you won't be ready to stand before Jesus that day without spot or wrinkle. You won't be able to stand there with a clear conscience, knowing that you didn't sin. You know, Jesus living on the inside of you gives you that power not to sin. And so many think it's okay. I'm human. But Jesus didn't say that. He said, be perfect. Grow up. Jesus living in, on the inside of you, why would you want to sin? Why would you want to? It's ignorance. It's a lack of knowledge. Many are spiritually dead spiritually ignorant of the word of what's happening in the spirit because they're sinning. He can't show you anything because you've moved out. Your temple is full of the enemy. You're letting him control you and you have to make a choice. Either it's Jesus or it's not Jesus. You got to decide. You gotta decide which it is. Who are you gonna serve? She said, Go and send no more to Mary. And to the man with a withered hand, he said, Stop sinning before something worse happens to you. you. Give the enemy access when you sin. The things that are evil in the world are a result 
of sin. And we're thinking, why doesn't God do anything about it? He already did. He sent us Jesus. Now we have to do something about it. We have to take authority over the enemy. Why would Jesus give us authority over the enemy? Why would he? Why did he do that? So we could be free of his control. So we don't have to be harassed and oppressed. We have authority over him. And we have to stop letting him control us by obeying him, by giving in to the lust of the flesh, by having God's before God, by ignoring God. If you're going to live with him, you have to depart from sin now. Depart from it. Don't give it a place. It's a curse he freed you from. If you never asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, he said, if you heed my voice, he said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart, and if you heed my voice, I will come and live on the inside of you. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to heed his voice? And you have the power to do it. Jesus is in you. When you ask him, he's going to come. He's going to live on the inside of you. But if you ignore him, if you sin anyway, you're kicking him out. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We want you to live on the inside of us. We want to live free from sin and free from the enemy's power over our lives. We want to take that authority you gave us over him. We want to be in agreement with you, and we need your help. Correct us, teach us, convict us. Tell us the truth. We're going to have ears to hear. We're listening. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If you prayed that, then Jesus, and you meant it, he's, he's living on the inside of you. And all you got to do is heed his voice. And no, you can't do it without him. But he gives you the power to do it. You have him in, in you. And when you say, okay, I'm going to listen to you, then he empowers you to resist it. Resist the enemy. Resist him. Don't do what he's telling you to do. Because he's just going to come back and, and do what he did to Job. Because you allowed him to. Because you let him be your God. That's the way it works. The whole thing comes together when you know the word. Peter said, be careful. He's roaming around like a roaring lion. And the enemy said, when God said, what are you doing? What have you been doing? I'm roaming around the earth looking for someone I can devour. Don't let him devour you. God is trying to save you, not put restrictions on you. He's trying to save you from the evil one, but he's giving you a choice. So if you've said that prayer today, I'd be so excited to know. And remember, sit at his feet, get the word out, look at it, and be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Many make the mistake of just listening and not doing it. It's not going to do you any good that way. The enemy's still going to have control because you're not doing the word. You got to do the word. You have to have ears to hear. You have to be teachable. Let him correct you. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Jesus has a word. Hang on. 
Jesus, what did you want to say? He's saying, I love you. And I'm giving you this information so that you can have eternal life, so you're not fooled and tricked any longer. It's not my will that you perish, but that you have eternal life. And without the wisdom and the revelation knowledge that I want to share with you, you will perish. Have ears to hear. Know that I only have good for you. I'm not doing bad things to you. You're allowing the enemy to do that. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. He doesn't want you to live in sin and be controlled by the enemy and then have eternal damnation. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.